Hi, this is Kathy Pease, your host for Indian Prairie Podcast. In today's episode, we'll have a conversation about social-emotional learning and our implementation in District 204. Two years ago, Dr. Sullivan signed a partnership for District 204 with CASEL, which is the Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, as well as the Regional Office of Education. This allowed us to use the resources and coaching from these organizations to start our journey to create a preschool through grade 12 systemic approach to social emotional learning for our students. team of staff members interested in this mission and started by sharing the competency wheel, seen in most all of our classrooms, with our staff and helping them understand the competencies. Today we'll share some information about SEL and our work to support our students in this area. Joining us today, we've invited two of our leaders who are a part of this great team. I'm Leslie Mitchell. I am the principal of Gregory Middle School. And my name is Kevin Schnabel. I'm the principal at McCarty Elementary School. So let's start our conversation today by just explaining what we mean when we talk about social-emotional learning. Um, I believe that it's about educating the whole child. I think that if we have, we have some high-functioning students, but if they are not functioning well social-emotionally, then they are, um, we can't expect them to function well academically. Yeah, I'm in agreement that it's a whole-child approach and that um, we begin with... Um, you know, much like we teach reading and math, we can do the same with teaching um, behaviors and emotions. And if we have kids who are happy and feeling good about themselves, they're more likely to um, academically learn. And I feel like it's a, it's a huge need right now because we have so many students with high anxiety. Um, they're coming to school with us with different issues that the school cannot control. And um, what we can control is our abilities to support them within the school. And really, this is looking at something for all kids, not just we've talked before about how we have social workers and psychologists to help with students who may be in crisis. But can you talk a little bit about why this is important as a tier one or for all kids to have these? Yeah, absolutely. Um, At all three levels, regardless of elementary, middle or high school, um, you know, it it complements our mission in that. You know, we're out to inspire all kids to attain their greatest potential. And it has to start with the foundational base of social emotional learning. And it starts with um, themselves and how they feel about themselves and really getting to know themselves and um, controlling their um, emotions, knowing their emotions and and managing their emotions. Um, And it's also um, ties right into like a strengths perspective, Um, kids knowing themselves and their strengths and interests and values. And then they're um, more likely to be um, successful after they know themselves and interacting with with others in uh, social situations. And through this model, we teach um, the five SEL competencies, and those are skills, life skills that students are going to need to have um, starting in as early as kindergarten and through um, their senior year. So making sure that they um, are competent in those five areas, for example, responsible decision making, um, just coming from the middle school perspective, um, that's that's an area that students struggle in, all students struggle in. And um, self-management, another area that a lot of students struggle in um, as they're going through puberty and hormones are changing. So those are things that they can learn um, to cope with and deal with in, um, in the 
you know, the secureness of a building in, in a school around adults that they can carry on with them into adulthood. I think too, our, our district has, has done it right in that we have partnered with the best in Castle and, and Ruth Cross. So we've talked a little bit about Castle and the competency wheel. Can you explain a little bit about what these five competencies are? Yeah, so we have been, as a, as a district staff, we have been modeling those five competencies, those being um, self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making, relationship skills, and uh, social awareness, all skills that students um, need to have um, and need to learn beginning as early as kindergarten and all the way through senior year. So have you seen our, um, how this has rolled out with your staff and with your students? Have you seen the importance of that and what that has done or can do for uh, both staff and students? We made a statement about um, the importance of caring about our staff, first and foremost. That's where we began. Um, because as we know, when we have happy uh, teachers, we're more likely to have happy students and, and vice versa. And I think that's a good point is to talk about um, how we are supporting staff. Um, when we first rolled this out, we we began with um, having staff learn about the competencies, model those competencies for students, not just so the students can see um, what they look like, but so that staff can recognize when they need to use some self-management, when they need to use some responsible decision making, uh, because it doesn't it, it it's not just kids that deal with these issues. It's also um, staff members. Staff members are coming to school, um, you know, every day, sometimes after having a, a difficult morning with their children, sometimes having a difficult morning with their spouse, and they're expected to be on stage with our students. Um, and everyone needs to be able to take care of themselves um, in order to be good in um, a school building. The neat thing too is is what we're doing as adults, whether it be um, admin or teachers, is we are modeling the self care um, for kids, and kids can pick up on um, you know how we're doing as adults. And and I think that's important, um, you know, looking at the modeling. Have you seen, um, you know, you talked about teachers being appreciative, but uh, when you talk about culture, have you seen that building uh, more, uh, better school community in your buildings? I think our teachers um, feel like um, we respect how tough of a job they have and how hard they work. And when we um, have these conversations with our staff, you know, reminding them about the importance of the balance act between um, home life or family life and work life. And, um, you know, if it's going well at home, then it's more likely to go well at school. And um, the same goes in, in reverse. Mm -hmm. I think they feel it. Mm -hmm. um, and at least just, you know, working at a place where it's valued. Um, how a person feels is, is valued, is important to people. Yeah, I think it's um, it does improve culture, especially when teachers see you practicing what you preach in that if I say family is important, family first, that they're going to see my family and they're going to hear me talk about my family um, and they're going to see me practicing self-care, which includes having that work-home-life balance and understanding, being understanding and having and listening to teachers when they want to talk about some of the struggles they're going through, when they want to talk about some issues that they're having with students. Um, and when you are giving them that ear and giving them that attention and that validation that things are hard, um, you know, my, my hope is that they're doing the same thing for their students. 
So, you know, we started this process and we started with the adults. Can you talk a little bit about where we are now with our students? Yeah, at our level, I think, um, you know, the leaders as well as the teachers have really embraced it. And it begins with the teachers who are in the trenches at that tier one universal level and it applies um, to all kids. And we got to the point um, where this year the committee the SEL uh, leadership team set a goal by the end of this school year that um, we would have a systematic curricular approach to um, the social emotional learning. And I believe all of us kind of, kind of approach it with why wait, what are we, what are we waiting for? Kids deserve it. Kids need it. And um, whether it be um, the second steps or the pass, um, the bottom line is a systematic approach. And I know that um, it can be a standalone. For example, you know, you build in some, some SEL time in your master schedule, but really um, it takes off when it's all day, every day, throughout the day. And we're weaving it into ELA, for example, or social studies. Um, and then complementing what we've already done, you know, at the elementary level anyway with, um, you know, our PBIS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It fits nicely with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're at we're at a good place where um, before we were just asking teachers to model it, um, model the five competencies for their students. And now we're at a point where, you know, we're all rolling out a curriculum and we're all committed to um, practicing SEL um, lessons on a weekly basis. Um, and so when we start moving forward and we start embedding that into more of what we do on a daily basis, I think it's going to flow really nicely. How does having a common language help um, with that? I know you talked about um, the second step. We've implemented that at middle school, and then we've got some of that going on at uh, elementary as well. How will that common language help kids and teachers? Well, I think they're learning the language now, and then when they when they hear that language in their core classes, in their exploratory classes, um, that's that's just going to to kind of jog their memory and make them realize, wow, this this social emotional stuff isn't just something that happens once a week in my advisory class. This is something that that we can talk about on a daily basis. A lot of our curriculum, speaking from the middle school um, level fits really nicely um, into social emotional learning because there's so many topics that can be tied to social emotional learning within our curriculum that we already have. Yeah. And I think you can, you can break it down in simplest terms where, you know, you got the self-awareness and the self-management. So you start with yourself and then you break out into how we're interacting with others or in other social situations. And then I think there's a almost like a character education component to this too, where it's, it's our proactive approach to trying to prevent problems from, from escalating. Um, so I, I see it as very similar to our common language with PBIS. And as we um, continue to evolve here, it, you know, it'll catch on. And so we've uh, done some work at uh, our preschool and our elementary and our middle school. We don't want to leave high school out. So they are currently looking, they've, participated all along with us in the training and the focus on the adults. And right now they're reviewing um, a curriculum that has a systematic approach to it, as well as some common language that uh, goes along with uh, what second step and what you've been doing at the other levels. So, you know, we're on our way to building that uh, pre-K all the way through 12 um, approach to it and uh, looking forward to the benefits as we move forward. 
You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought in uh, high school because, again, I feel like our district is doing it right with a K-12 approach, and we're all in this together. Um, what we've discovered is, you know, we have our focal points, whether it be, um, you know, a couple years ago was future-ready skills. Mm -hmm. And then we added, um, about the same time, we added the SEL competencies, and then we came up with the portrait of um, graduate outcomes. And they're also... So relative. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing where this all takes us. Yeah, it does line up really nicely, nicely with the portrait of a graduate. Um, students cannot enter into the workforce, into the professional, um, the professional community until um, they know how to cope with some of these um, social emotional issues that arise. And this is a good step forward with that. You know, looking forward, um, I think we'll probably look at some professional learning, um, some tweaking of some things as we move forward. But I think this is a good conversation for us to continue to have. Uh, we appreciate both of you being leaders in this area at your levels and helping us uh, move it forward because your work um, of being both in a school and then being able to take that outside look and helping us move forward has been very powerful. So I really appreciate that and want to thank you for your time today as well. Do you have any final thoughts for us? Just a reminder that that learning itself is is a process and it's not only academic, but also social. And when learning becomes social, I believe it becomes more fun for kids and more um, more engaging for them and more real life, how it's gonna be um, when they leave District 204. Yeah, social situations are difficult to navigate um, for a lot of adults even. So I am just really appreciative of the district for making this a focus um, because I think that's something that's been missing for a while. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time today. We'd also like to give special thanks to Janet Bulio and Clayton Urbanic for making this podcast happen. If you've listened today and have questions or want more information, please email at support at IPSD.org and someone from our team will reach out and answer some questions for you. Thank you for your time. We hope you enjoyed being a part of the conversation.